Uh, we're talking about how it is that I am with God, with church, with service. We're talking about how it is that I relate to my friend, my coworker, my, my neighbor, right? So, so boundaries penetrate every aspect of every relationship. And I think what makes this a bit complex is because boundaries are shaped uh, by our family system, right? Um, how is it that I received love as a child and how is it that I connected with others in my family? That's going to um, shape the way that I exercise boundaries with others. So here's an example of what I mean by that. Um, if when I behave badly, my mom said to me, go in the other room. I don't want to see you. I don't want to talk to you in the extreme version. I don't want to see you. I don't want to talk to you. I'm so mad at you. I'm so disappointed with you. I'm disappointed in who you are and who you turned out to be. Um, go, go somewhere else. And that was a consistent, pervading experience for me. I've learned that in order to connect with my mom, I need to do anything and everything she likes in order for me to be loved and to connect with her. So as an adult, how do you think I attach to people? How do you think I, I relate with people? I am a yes ma'am, yes sir. Can you do this? Absolutely, right away. Can you do that? A absolutely, I'm on it. I'm on it. Um, someone says something to me and it really bothers me. They even disrespect my wife and my wife looks at me and is like, you're not gonna say anything? Like, ah, I can't. Well, why? They, they might be disappointed in me. They might dislike me. Archie, I want you to use your power as a clergy to silence the flock. Use the black garb. Um, look at that, it worked. The power of the, power of the priesthood. Um, so... Uh, my family, my family system is going to determine in a large part how it is that I exercise boundaries with others. And so if in order to maintain connection growing up, I had to make sure that I did everything that my mother liked or else I was going to be kind of ostracized in some ways, uh, I inherit this. And this is, I, I become a, a strong yes person. So maybe I develop a spiritual life, I pray, I go to church, but a, a primary thing is not to disappoint people. Not because I love them, but because of the feeling I get when I disappoint them, that I am unworthy and I'm not good enough. That's a very different thing than um, to accommodate for someone because you love them. One has to do with them. The former has to do with me and me not wanting to be hurt. 
this is a very, very interesting subject because um, to differentiate between the two is going to require some, some, some thought and some struggle on our, on our part. So we could talk more about that. Um, culture. Culture shapes boundaries. And so if Teta is sitting here uh, and my Teta uh, came from a place where weeness was, um, was what is highly esteemed, that there is no sense of me, you. It was a sense of we. We as a family did X. We as a family don't do X. And someone over here sitting across from Tita is someone who grew up in predominantly Western American culture. Well, what's highly esteemed is individualism, a sense of separateness. And so if, if Tita and this young uh, person who's 19, 20 years old sitting there having a conversation, uh, there's naturally going to be a tension about what is preferable? What is highly esteemed? They, they're already coming to this with a bit of a, of a conflict based on values. Also, um, what shapes our boundaries is trauma. It's trauma. And I, I define trauma as something that was present in your childhood that should have not been present or something that was not present in your childhood that should have been. So what is present that should have not been present? Terror, all kinds of abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse. Um, those are things that, that are present that should not be present or things that were not present uh, or things that should have been present, such as um, love, emotional safety, collaboration, a parent who's a model of Christ and Christ's love, not, not one who um, just speaks about it, but one who um, uh, toils in living that. Uh, we all need that, right? We all need icons, not just on the wall, but at home. Uh, people who reflect back to us the, the love of God, the gentleness of God, the forgiveness of God, the discernment of God. We, we all need that. So trauma for sure helps us to, uh, helps us uh, define boundaries. So um, I'll, I'll speak with someone who grew up in a very militant household where perhaps dad said, you do what I say, irrespective of what you think, how you feel, what the circumstances are. You do what I say, period. And if you're late doing it, you drop down and you start doing push-ups. And so when this little kid grows up, then he comes to therapy and he says, my wife is upset because I'm indifferent about anything. She says, you want to eat here or there? He says, it doesn't matter. You want to do this or this? He says, it doesn't matter. Well, what about this? It doesn't matter. Do you even care if you live or die? Not really. 
And then he says, I'm not trying to be anything. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to be anything. I just don't care. Because this is a person who's learned from childhood that caring it is going to lead to a great disappointment because regardless of what you think, how you feel, that is not going to serve you in any way. And what is going to serve you is to put all that stuff in a box, throw it away somewhere, and just do what you're told. And this is, this is how he operates as an adult. Nothing matters. So we just do it. I'm not depressed. I'm not anxious. I just do what I do because... It's a duty. I perform, I perform duties. So boundaries uh, is impacted by trauma. Boundaries is also um, impacted by spirituality. So um, someone uh, comes to church and doesn't have a proper understanding of themselves and is uh, sick with pride and so they feel like they need to um, correct everybody. You know, the priest is doing this wrong. He should do that. Uh, this person, you should go stand over there. Um, and the person doesn't, um, hasn't even matured spiritually, but they're so sick that they don't see that they're sick, but they see that everybody has problems. So they have no problem criticizing the priest, the service, the servants, um, and in your mind, you think, what? Who gave you permission or authority to speak to people that way or to instruct people that way? And the person um, uh, really doesn't see any limitations. There's no problem. He knows, she knows what is right, what is proper, and is going to instruct others. So boundaries is going to be influenced by family system, culture, trauma, um, and spirituality. This is why uh, this is a complex topic. So let's define boundaries. I think one of the simplest way to define boundaries is to think about boundaries in a material way. So boundaries is the line that defines or differentiates between two things. The simplest definition, boundaries is a line that differentiates between two things and assigns responsibility. So um, I used uh, this picture over here of a house, uh, both of these pictures. You'll see that the bricks laid on the floor, um, they um, portray or they depict a boundary between the two the two homes. Why is this important? Because if the sprinkler happens to break, you need to know, is this sprinkler on your side or is it on my side? If it's on my side, I bear responsibility to fix it. If it's on your side, it is not my responsibility to jump over and to fix it for you. Unless you're asking me, that's a different story. Um, but oftentimes, uh, problems in families happen here, that that line is blurred. And so Teta might jump in to try to fix her son-in-law's problems because that line has been blurred. 
and uh, likewise, the wife might want to fix the husband's problems because, again, the boundary line has been blurred. Um, so I'll give, you, I'll give you an example. I'll give you a case example. Um, so a family walks in, um, uh, a husband and a wife walks in and says uh, to a psychologist, says, uh, we're here because we need, uh, we have a problem. And the problem is our 25-year-old son is living at home. Um, he's not working. He, he doesn't really do any chores. He doesn't go to school. Um, you know, he likes to go uh, skateboarding and he smokes weed. And, um, and this is the problem. He, he has this problem that he doesn't want to grow up. And oftentimes we call this failure to launch. Failure to launch. Um, and so uh, we need help. And so the psychologist asks more questions. So, so tell me about this, tell me about that. And then finally he says, you know, I don't think your, your son has a problem. And the, the parents are, are almost outraged by that statement and say, did you just not hear everything that we've told you? And he says, yes, yes, I've heard everything and I, I have a pretty clear picture of what's going on and I don't think your son has a problem. I think you have a problem. Okay? You have a problem. Um, and I want to talk about why it is that the parents have the problem and not the 25-year-old, okay? So I will read you from St. Paul's epistle to the Galatians chapter 6, verse 2. St. Paul says, Bear with one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. So St. Paul is saying, bear the burden of one another. And then he goes on and he says, but let each one examine his own work and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. And then he says, for each one shall bear his own load. And I like this because there's a differentiation here between uh, a burden and a load. So a burden is something that becomes so overwhelming in life that we need, we need a sense of community. We need others to help hold us up, to support us, right? That's, that's the burden. The load is our personal responsibility. It's like a backpack, right? The, the load is what we carry, is our personal responsibility. Uh, the load in this backpack also is our emotions and our emotional reactions. So when someone says, uh, why did you react this way and start screaming and yelling and cursing at your wife? And I say, well, because she did this, right? Um, I'm not carrying this backpack. I'm not carrying my own load. I'm not taking responsibility for my own actions, my own behaviors. Right, and so that, that 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 backpack or the load that you carry is your own personal responsibility. 
And um, going back, um, going back to um, the example I gave of, of the parents who walk into that psychologist's office, is that they were not there to look at their part in the problem why it is that they have a grown adult living at home, doing no chores, smoking weed, and not working, and not doing any of these things. That was their problem. That, that was their failure to, per, to create expectations, to set limits, to implement consequences for lack of limits. That was their, their issue. And the bigger problem was they didn't see it as their issue. They saw it as something in their son. Okay, um, so I want to give you an image of what it looks like when we struggle with, with boundaries, what that looks like. Uh, the first one is what we talked about is the compliant or the dependent person, the person who's a yes person. You know, go do this, yes, don't do that, yes. Um, we're going to yes at all expense. Um, and the other one is the guilt, the guilty one. You know, the one who feels bad for the choices of other people. The one who feels responsible for what other people are, are, are doing wrong. This is classic, like in a family that struggles with addiction. The husband says, do you know why I drink so much? It's because you nag so much. And the wife says, well, you know, if I just nagged less, if I just learned to keep my mouth shut, my husband wouldn't get drunk and rage and do all the crazy things that he does. And so what sustains the drinking of the husband is this guilt kind of guilt boundary less connection to the husband. I just got to do it differently next time. Maybe next time I won't mention that he needs to help out. Maybe next time I won't mention the financial issues and then maybe he won't drink so much and rage. Um, the, other, the other thing that we see is the, the fearful, anxious. The person who sees that there are things going wrong but they're so scared, again, they're going to offend the other person, right? Um, a, a beautiful, loving mother would say, you know, my son, he'd bring his friends over, and they go in the backyard, and they drink, and they get so, so out of control. Say, oh, my gosh, that must be terrifying for you. What do you do? And she says, what can I do? I go in my room, and I close the door, and I just hope that this all just ends. Because confronting her son, right, um, is overwhelming. It, she might disappoint him or she might hurt him or, or he might get angry with her. And then what would that mean about her, that he's angry with her? Um, and then, of course, poor boundaries could also present as the person who is really um, uh, avoidant. You know, you mention issues and the person says, that's not my problem, you know? That's, that's mom and dad's problem. Or that's not my problem, that's my children's problem. That have nothing to do with me. It almost appears like it's good boundaries, but it's just a lack of investment. 
And that person too has poor boundaries. Or uh, the controlling person. So this is the opposite of the yes, this is the no person. This is the person who will not take no for an answer. Hey, we really want you to come over to this party. And you say, oh, you know, I have commitments, I have responsibilities. No, 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 come on. Like, you really need to come. No, but, but I really, I have commitments, I can't do that. Oh, come on, like, this, this is, you do this all the time. This is terrible. You have to come. You're going to really offend my, uh, my mother and my daughter, and you're going to break their hearts. And if, if, if trying to guilt you into changing your mind doesn't work, then I might use other tactics. Well, you know, you wanted to help me on Saturday. I don't know if I'm going to be able to come and help you if you're not able to come. You know. So I'm going to even use manipulation tactics. I'm going to twist your arm. You're going to do what I want you to do, uh, and I'm not taking no for an answer. That's another form of poor boundaries. So relationally, what this looks like when we have poor boundaries, we are attempting to control the other. And by the way, this includes God. You know, I can't believe that, you know, I got written up uh, at work and I prayed to God and I said, God, help me. And then I lost my job. You know, I don't even know. I don't even know if I could even believe in God anymore. That's the extreme version of it. Why? Because I asked God to do something and he didn't do it for me. Yeah. We asked God to do something and he didn't do it. And what's the implication here? Is that he needs to do what I say. Because what I'm asking him is good anyways. If I lose my job, what good is that for my family? What good is that? So why would he do that? There's, there isn't enough boundaries to even accept and respect the will of God. How about God wants you to lose your job? Did you ever think of that? Um, so definitely uh, there's an undertone of wanting to change others. People who have poor boundaries are not content with the other people's behavior. You know, I know better. I see that this is wrong. I don't know why you're doing it this way. And you need to change it. And then we talked about the yes to everything. We talked about the people pleaser. We talked about the anger when others don't do what I prefer, what I want. And then, of course, we all know the extreme version, as we mentioned, the, the coercion, the manipulation, the threats, the rage. Um, you know, you, you'll have at least one person in the family that if they don't get their way, you know, they're going to express a lot of anger, maybe even rage. Uh, how dare you? I planned this, I did this, and you didn't come, or you didn't do this, and they're going to be incredibly angry because uh, they, they can't understand why it is that if they make a strong attempt, why it is that you would uh, think differently or act differently. That, that line is so blurred that if I think it's a good idea and I extend myself to you, I mean, you should just do it. 
Okay. So um, I know we're probably not gonna, f we're definitely not gonna finish today. So I'll say a couple of things and then we'll we'll stop and continue next time. Um, at the heart of where we learn boundaries, at the heart of where we learn boundaries is from God himself. God himself is the one who teaches us through his own existence what boundaries are. And so if you think of the Holy Trinity, you think of three, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Father is not the Son, is not the Holy Spirit, but they share the same usia, they share the same nature. But they are not the same hypostasis, they're not the same person. And so when we speak about the origin, we don't say the Holy Spirit is the origin, we say the Father is the origin. And when we talk about the incarnate logos, we don't say the Father is the incarnate logos, we say the Son is the incarnate logos. So each one of them, although they are one in essence, they have distinct persons in themselves. And they have distinct responsibilities in, among themselves. And so one of the things that we're trying to learn when we try to practice um, healthy boundaries is to be able to differentiate what is on our side of the fence, what is our responsibility, and what are things that we have to give up because it is someone else's responsibility to deal with. It is someone else's backpack to carry and not mine. So I love this, uh, this prayer, it's called the serenity prayer that a lot of people in recovery uh, pray every day, right? It says, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So there are things in my backpack that I could change, you know? So uh, when Archdeacon Mark says, uh, hey, you called me Mark, Yahmar, it's Archdeacon, right? <laughs> uh, and I get, I get offended, oh my gosh, he called me Yahmar. Um, what's on my backpack, my responsibility is I just wanted to say that to make them look bad, mostly. <laughs> um, I mean, we all know how arrogant and prideful he is. Um, so he says, you know, you didn't use my title correctly. Then what's on my backpack is my reaction to being insulted, right? That's, that's what's on my backpack. That's the burden that I have to carry. And I would say that the minute that I'm trying to then turn around and to change him, to teach him what's appropriate, what's not, what he should do and what he shouldn't do, that's where I'm stepping over, stepping over my boundaries in our relationship. Because 
uh, a deep understanding is that it isn't another person who's going to change him, that God is going to change him. And for me to go and try to change him is stepping over the boundaries of God's work in him, of the Holy Spirit in him. So the only part that really I am responsible for is what I do when I'm insulted. That's the stuff on my back. Will I revolt? You know, would I take him down in some jiu-jitsu move? Possibly. But um, more likely I want to be able to um, be responsible for my emotions and my response. I think we'll stop here. Um, we'll stop here and we'll continue next time. Because uh, I know this is, uh, we've gone on a little bit too long. Questions, comments, um, disagreements? You're a yes man, yes. Yes. So he talks about this, and we'll talk about this next time. So uh, the question is, um, I often say yes as perhaps a labor of love. So how do I know if saying yes is a way to just like, um, like protect my ego from getting hurt versus being loving and being of service to other people? And so next week, we'll, we'll come to this man up here and this man will instruct us on knowing the difference. Yes. Yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to re, re, um, reframe that and put a question in there for the sake of the recording. So the, the comment is um, there, there could be moments in life where we're accepting services at the detriment of our family. And it seems to be like lacking in discernment. So here I am, I'm going to church, I'm doing meetings and Bible studies and cleaning and doing urban, all this. And then my family's suffering or I'm suffering. I'm not sleeping and therefore I'm irritable, I'm discontent, I'm angry at people at my house. And, uh, and maybe I'm, that's being reinforced in the church. Like, thank you so much, you're doing so much in the church, you're fabulous. Um, and there seems to be a boundary issue there. We're going to come back to this beautiful man here, and St. Anthony is going to instruct us next, next time. Any other great questions? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so the boulder. Is the boulder, the question is, is the boulder uh, imposed on you, or is it something that you created? Um, that's a complex uh, question, because... Um, it could be either or, you know, like, um, you know, I'm going, I'm going along in my life and I get diagnosed with cancer and I'm overwhelmed with life. 
or I make a series of, of decisions that lead me to be uh, an alcoholic where my life is unmanageable. And it's a boulder. Uh, getting up in the morning just to, to kind of live my day is, like they say, has become unmanageable. And so perhaps it's given to me. It's a cross that's given to me. Perhaps it's me making a series of decisions that has created a boulder in my life. Maybe I've been avoiding, 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 and something has, you know, just accumulated, and now it's an overwhelming problem. Um, so either, either or. Yeah. Thank you for that. Any other uh, comment, question? Uh, maybe in a few weeks. In a few weeks, we'll we'll come back and we'll. Uh, We'll come back and then we'll continue this. A anything that you are curious about, like next time to kind of like parse out or look into anything related to family dynamic or like among relatives, among parent, child, anything in specific? Yes. What did, what did uh, Arshi call me? Say it. Say it. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. So that's a beautiful question. So uh, again, let me reiterate the question. The question is, so I am insulted by, by Arshi, which happens all the time, by the way. Uh, so I, I, I'm insulted by Arshi, and uh, I'm focused on my own emotions and my own response. And the question is, where is the implementation of appropriate boundaries? Like, where is the uh, saying to Arshi, like, um, this is what I have experienced and perhaps this is not appropriate and I don't want this to happen again, something along those lines maybe. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly, um, uh, there's certainly room for that, right? And uh, especially uh, when we're talking about like relationship with our children, we're often having to teach and to correct what is appropriate, what is inappropriate. Um, and so there is room for that in the relationship to be able to say, you know, when you said this, this is how I felt, and I'm inviting you to, you know, deal, deal with it differently. But at the end of the day, Arshi can continue to be Arshi and say what he wants to say, right? Um, and my burden is to be able to manage my stuff. And sometimes that even happens with, with children, not just with adults. You know, you've, you, you've already instructed and corrected and advised and all of this a thousand times, and a lot of it has to come back to you managing your own stuff. Because then um, stepping outside of yourself and acting in a way that's not appropriate is not going to be justified. In other words, like, I told my kid to get down like three times, and then finally you know, I yelled or I cursed and I did this, but I'm justified because I told them like three times, no, you're not justified. Like they were wrong, but you are also responsible for handling yourself even in those moments 
appropriately. Um, so that's where it gets a little bit tricky. I'm hoping St. Anthony will even shine more light on that and we can parse through it together. But that's a difficult one too. Any other um, thoughts, questions, comments? All right, let's pray. Make us worthy to see with all thanksgiving, our Father, who art in heaven.